Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We are looking live, ladies and gentlemen, hanging out here at your local area pluckers. The link location, but get out to your local area pluckers, wherever it is. Your neighborhood pluckers will be hosting a draft day party tonight. There will be a Horn personality in the building to host the draft day festivities. We're looking live at the link location. We'll be out here until 6 o'clock. Shout out to everybody who's already come by. We already appreciate that. We'll give you some details about the draft day festivities at your local area. Pluckers. It is a new theme Thursday, of course. Uh, that means my man Patrick playing jams that give Harge and I clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. And the new theme of the day is that the NFL draft is in Kansas City. That's the thing. It is draftmas, if you will. Uh, so we're talking a lot of NFL draft, which we'll do here in this segment. Uh, Patrick, really quick, Kansas is this City? Here I come. Is this James Brown? This is James Brown. Oh, the Godfather of Soul. Yeah, we're playing. It's it's the same song all day. It's just it's it's been covered so many times. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, this is the same song I'm playing over and over again. Just different artists. Wow, I did not pick up on that one. Yeah, well done. Okay, I did not know that. I didn't. I didn't catch that either. And okay, so what's the actual name of the song that's being covered over and over again? Kansas City. Okay. That's what it's called. Every song is. I've heard it from the very opening of it all. And it's been one of those things where you sit there and you're like, okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, it was first with Wilbur Harrison, then we did a Frank Zappa version, then the Little Richard version, now this is James Brown. Wait a minute, the Little Richard one, I didn't catch Little Richard. Yeah, you got Little Richard 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 one too. Okay, nice. Blame that on Lamar Jackson and his new (laughs) deal with the Baltimore Ravens that has made him now the highest paid quarterback in the league as to why Harge and I are a little distracted for sure. by the new theme because that is genius, Patrick. Appreciate that, Good man. Job. That's a great new theme there. Uh, the same song, Kansas City. And James Brown, Godfather of Soul, Godfather, Godfather of Funk. How many artists are Godfathers of two genres? Oh, that's He's a, a Godfather point. of Soul and Funk. That's a great point. Patrick, how many uh, artists are Godfathers of two genres like James Brown? I, I would assume one. <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's pretty wild, man. That's my dad's favorite all-time artist is James Brown, so I could talk James Brown forever. Uh, but thanks to my man Patrick. Broaden our ridings on a new theme Thursday. All right, we're talking tons of NFL draft here. Coming up next segment, Rod's round the day. For you Cowboys fans out there, we'll have what I have described now as the uh, the 10 draft commandments for the Cowboys. Uh, I, I've, been, I've accumulated these throughout the years from some great insiders for the Cowboys, but also different uh, 
trends and tendencies that I've been keeping up with the Cowboys in the draft. So it's actually not necessarily commandments. It's just cooler to call it commandments because I'm going to basically use the uh, B-I- notorious B.I.G. Uh, 10 crack commandments. Come on, man. We're going to use a little. That was the inspiration yeah. for it. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? With I like the 10 it. draft commandments for the Cowboys. I like so it. we'll get into that coming up next segment. I like it. Talk Cowboys in the draft that may give us some uh, some clues that foreshadow what the Cowboys are going to do. Tight in end. Draft. I know. I keep hearing it, dog. I don't like it. I keep hearing it. I don't it's like it. It's becoming more popular the closer we get to the draft. Oh, they're going tight end. Yes. Uh, and the fact that they're number 26 brings me more agony. Yeah, we got to talk. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, in the we'll Cowboys, get into I it. actually yeah, yeah. have some. Um, I got some numbers about the tight end position for the Cowboys. And you know what? Tight end, why it makes sense. And we'll get deeper into it, of course, when we talk Cowboys next segment, because they want to run the rock. Yep, that's and they lost all the Schultz. They lost Two Dalton reasons Schultz. it makes sense. But I'm with you. What great tight end in the NFL right now was drafted in the first round? I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I'm like, that is not something that you want to do. Right? Not at Mark Andrews. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. I guess Travis if, Kelsey if you, was late. You like Freaky Pitts. Yeah, Pitt, but, but he. But what has he done? I don't. Yeah, I haven't been keeping. What up has he pit. done? <laughs> Big Freaky Pitts. <laughs> He's got eight. He's got eight. No, he does not have eight. <laughs> <laughs> we were just having fun. That's what it is. He's not. Yeah, he's not uh, that guy. He's not that guy. Uh, but no, I, I agree with you. I would not go tight end in the first round in this draft for the Cowboys. That's one of the picks that actually would aggravate me yes. as a quasi Cowboys fan. Thank you. So we'll get to that coming up next segment, and we get to the ten draft commandments for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk about the Houston Texans, and then we'll make our way to Bijan. Bijan's on the screen. Bijan's on the screen. He's everywhere. He's got the all black. He's Johnny Cash, oh, y'all. he's right there. He's got the Johnny Cash working, all black, black shirt. He's got the black sport coat, got the black slacks. He's got it all working. And got the big chain on. Got the big chain. What does the chain say? Do we know? Does it say BR. It says BR on it. Says it says BR on it? Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, of course, the signature hairstyle. And I've said it. I don't. I think he's the most <laughs> famous person in the world with that hairstyle, right? Have it's you seen? No, I haven't seen anybody else. You've seen that. the in living color dude in it with it. Yeah, early. And then you said the predator. The predator. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of the first time I My saw. Man. Appreciate y'all. The predator. The predator. You said yeah. that, but I mean, you know what? He may be running like the predator once he gets if the Eagles draft him. Let's start. Let's like start that. <laughs> making that noise coming through there. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, that uh, hissing on them. Man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, B. John Robinson, obviously a big wild card in the show. Let's talk about the Texans, the biggest wild card team in the draft. Uh, I believe uh, on NFL Network, his name was Omar Ruiz. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the uh, insiders for the NFL Network, and he's covering the Texans. And he actually had a little bit of insight as to what the Texans may do in this upcoming draft. And we'll get to all of the different reports because nobody knows what the Texans are going to do, so the reports are all over the place. Right. But I thought this was interesting about the draft philosophy of the Texans coming up. Here is Omar Ruiz. No question, MJ, especially when you consider that general manager Nick Casario has already said he's taken calls for the number two overall pick and that he's open to listening to trade out of those spots. Now, that falls in line with his statement that this is not about one player or one draft. It's about consistently making good decisions for the organization over time that will lead to sustained success. He also says that NFL draft success, he described it like a coin flip, and those 50-50 odds decrease as the draft wears on. I thought that was interesting when you pair that with D'Amico Ryan's statement when he was asked about how he gets day three draft picks to become bona fide NFL players. He said it's about finding the drive internally that will ultimately help them surpass 
some of the physical attributes of the players that were picked in the first and second rounds. If they can uh, apply that philosophy to those two and 12 picks, if they keep them, MJ, could help increase those 50-50 odds at NFL draft success tomorrow. Now, one of the reports coming out now, and I think Omar Ruiz actually confirmed it too, the Texans are listening to trade conversation with both of their picks in the first round, 2 and 12. They're actually hoping to trading both of those picks. Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, the one that just came out uh, last night, he actually has the Texans drafting twice in the top three. I like it. He says it's no secret that Arizona wants to trade out of number three, and it's no secret that Houston is seriously considering an edge rusher with the second overall pick. Both teams get what they want in this scenario. Houston now has a pillar on each side of the ball. In his mock draft, his latest mock draft, excuse me, they get Will Anderson with the number two overall pick, then trade back up with that 12th pick into the top three to get C.J. C.J. Stroud. Hello. With the number three overall pick. If they're doing that, I'm all in. That's a hell of a draft for the Texans. Uh, there's also a talk that Harris, they may decide to just take edge rusher and focus on defense in this draft, uh, even with the 2 and the 12 pick. If they do that, as a Texans fan, I'd be, I'd be a little upset, but Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, size, Cardi B size, Megan Thee Stallion size, but if they trade for Trey Lance, which has also been one of the draft day rumors out there, and they can go defense with all their draft picks, but then trade for Trey Lance because that staff has familiarity with Trey Lance because D'Amico Ryans was there. Also, Bobby Slowick, the new offensive coordinator, they know him well, and they may decide the evaluation of Trey Lance is a better evaluation than any other quarterback in this draft other than Bryce Young, and they can go their route. If they do that, I'm all for it. they got to come out of this draft with a quarterback of some kind. I don't know how they're going to do it, but as long as they do it, I'm cool with that. Okay, that was, that was about to be my question to you. With all this moving around, and let's just say it does work out like that, you get C.J. Stroud, you came to the conclusion that you would be okay with C.J. coming in, at least you got yourself a quarterback, and then if he fails, you can go get somebody else exactly. and you can move on from it because what is it right now? Everybody that gets drafted, it is a crapshoot. There's no home run uh, picks in this draft, except for Bijan. Except for <laughs> Bijan. Bijan's the closest thing to a home run pick in this draft. But I am with you, and if that is the, if that is the scenario – that Daniel Jeremiah has given us to where that works out that way with Will Anderson, Tyrese Wilson, or whoever else, and you can come back up and get the quarterback that you need, I'm cool with it. The biggest eh, question that I do have, I'm glad it's C.J. Sprout because I've heard also Will Levis might be there. If they do go on the edge at number two and they don't take a quarterback there, I've seen reports, too, that at number 12, they would go after Will Levis at that position. How would you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I can't complain. If their evaluation takes them to Will Levis, I, that's the quarterback that they want to roll the dice on. I'm not a huge Will Levis guy, I'm but not I either. get it. I'm not um, either. I understand the trials and tribulations that he went through. New coaching staff, new offensive line, new, new everything where he had to adjust and some of the interceptions that he threw, some of them were tipped, some of them were bad reads. I mean, he didn't have a lot of weapons around him. 
So I can understand where people are kind of looking at him and trying to figure that out. But to me, if you have it at number two and you got a chance to get C.J. Stroud, you get C.J. Stroud. And then take the pass rusher And take later. the pass rusher later because there's going to be somebody there. there or, tra- somebody there. or trade it like you plan on yeah. doing. Yeah. So I just look at this whole thing, and you said it yesterday, and it's actually been the biggest conversation around. The biggest wild card is the Texans. No one knows what they're going to do. No. They could go edge rusher. They could trade back. They could trade back. They could end up taking – any of the three top quarter, hell, any of the four top quarterbacks. Yep, yep. We've had rumors about Will Levis, heard rumors about Stroud, heard rumors about Bryce Young, and heard rumors Anthony now Richardson. about Anthony Richardson. Yes. Dan Orlovsky said he's the guy you should take. He's got the highest upside. If you want upside, that guy's got upside. Uh, highest of anybody Which is in the true. draft, potentially. No lies. Uh, yeah, so it is right now extremely uh, uncertain uh, what the Texans are going to do. But I will say that as long as they – Found a way to get a quarterback out of this draft somehow, and they may have to trade for a Trey Lance to get it, whatever it may be. Uh, as a Texas fan, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to be a quarterback I like. Right. But at right. least it's a quarterback of some kind. Start building uh, your future around. Uh, so and Robbie's pick of pick at a quarterback position. Obviously, exclude Bryce Young, excluding him. Okay. Which one, are you, which one would you feel most comfortable with? C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've done enough research. I like C.J. Stroud. I, I agree. Um, and I know the S2 cognition test. He essentially admitted that he had a low score on the test. He didn't say he had a low score, but there's some audio. I think we can play it maybe tomorrow or, or later on. Um, but he said, I'm not a test taker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't do school. He's he been hanging out with Cardell uh, no. Jones. He, he didn't say. <laughs> he didn't come out and say, oh, I got a way higher score than that. That, that, that right. report's ridiculous. Right. I, they said I got an 18. Man, I got an 88. You know what I mean? Right, he didn't right. say that. Yeah, he, he did not. Out, he, he, he did not try to contradict said, it. He did not. <laughs> he did not. But I liked his response. Hey, Patrick, do you have that sound of C.J. Stroud? Because we're talking about it so much, I guess, it make us bad radio for not actually bringing it up. Okay, uh, thank you, Patrick. Patrick is working harder than all of us. Here is the sound of C.J. Stroud being asked about the rumors, the leaked S2 cognition scores, which had his score as the lowest of any of the quarterback prospects coming out this year. (laughs) I'm not a a test taker, so I play football uh, for me. uh, But at the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, so I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football. The people who are making the picks know what I can do. Um, so that's all that matters to me. There's a whole bunch of uh, people who know how to coach better, know how to play quarterback better, know how to do everything on social media. But um, a man in the arena, that, that's what's tough is, is stepping in the arena ten toes. So, um, and I'm gonna stand on that. And I know what I can do. I know I can process well. I know if I'm not if I'm not the smartest quarterback in this draft, um, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I got confidence in myself, and I and uh, I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So. Um, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, man. Uh, at the end of the day, if you don't trust and believe in me, uh, all I can tell you is watch this. Uh, watch, watch this. this. Watch this. I'm just glad he got all his toes because he's going to be in there 10 toes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his response, yeah, honestly. Yeah. As a Texans fan, I, it made me think he might got some of that dog in him. There it is. All right. So, it's it's one. Hey, yo, if you watch this. Watch, I, like, I like that. Yeah, little sound yeah. bite at the end, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, my son, that Geno Smith. What, what did Geno yeah, Smith say? Yeah. They, hey, 
they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Exactly. <laughs> they I wrote me it, off, man. but I ain't right back. Got to have that chip on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Bijan's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, and, man. You and know, dollars in his pocket. <laughs> dollars, that's a great way to put it. Uh, but it's definitely led him to being one of the best players in the country coming out in the NFL draft this year. Uh, Todd McShay has him as his number two overall prospect. Darren Jeremiah has him as his number three overall prospect. And he was actually, it was uh, NFL Network. They actually uh, had uh, a, a discussion about Bijan on the NFL Network. And they were talking about, of course, a lot of the rumors that he's going to go to the Eagles. That seems to be the fan favorite pick out there. I don't know if it's a fan favorite. Maybe everybody that hates the Eagles, doesn't like that pick. I was going to say, what be, fan you talking about? <laughs> it seems to be one of the popular picks. I started out there. Right. And um, – on the NFL Network, they got into talking about the Eagles a little bit, but also got into talking about how Bijan Robinson could be kind of a next-level offensive weapon, something we have been talking about on this show a lot. Uh, here is uh, the NFL Network and them discussing Bijan Robinson. Yeah, and you know, and he also said if he could pick any quarterback yesterday to play with, he said Jalen Hurts. I got in last night. All of Sports Talk Radio was talking about Bijan Robinson. I was on Sports Talk Radio talking about Bijan Robinson. It is the sexy pick here with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, some people believe you're sitting there at 10. Could you slide back if Howie Roseman trades back, accumulate some more draft capital? Could he still pick Bijan? My understanding is that may not be possible now he's never picked a running back in the first round in 12 years howie roseman but it is interesting that sports illustrated's albert breer reported today and i've confirmed that in 2017 with the 14th pick if christian mccaffrey would have gotten to them they would have selected him now that was mainly a lot of people believe because of how good of a receiver at the running back position mccaffrey is but i've talked to a number of teams that have worked out Bijan robinson and a lot of those workouts some of these teams have had andrew have been about using him as a mismatch putting him in different spots all over the field and they've been really impressed with him as a receiver we know how good he is as a running back but that added element of his game really is appealing to a lot of different teams. The Eagles need to add a running back. Is it going to be Bijan Robinson at 10? The fans want it. We'll see if Howie, Ros Howie Roseman goes outside of the norm and does something he's never done before. Uh, so that's confirming a lot of reports that we've heard hard. We heard Dan Patrick say he talked to an NFL executive that said they would use Bijan like Debo Samuel. Yep. He'd basically be a guy that they would split time with as a wide back. Uh, I'm a man, Jeff Howe, give him a ton of credit. Four years ago when Bijan was coming out of high school, he said on Longhorn Blitz, he said, honestly, what the film that he's watched, he'd use him as a slot wide receiver because he would be, you know, he, he said you could. I don't say you would. He said he could use him as a slot wide receiver because he's that good at running routes and his hands are that great. Remember when, uh, when Sark said to the media that JT Sanders had the best hands on the team, Bijan Robinson took offense. Yes. And said, uh, well, I don't know what Sark's talking about. This is a humble guy. Said, no, no, I got the best hands on the team. Yeah. All right. So, he, you know. He said it, he gets in the line with the wide receivers and run routes with them and catches the ball with them. And, and, and honestly, yeah. when Bijan goes to the NFL right now, I believe if you look at fantasy rankings of players, regardless of whether they're on a team or not, even the guys who are prospects going in, they got them. I think Pro Football Focus had him as a number three overall fantasy player, the top running back right. in, in the NFL as a, from a fantasy perspective. I think Sark's going to look at Bijan in the NFL, and Sark's going to be there tonight and think to himself, damn, I underutilized this guy. I think we've been saying that, right? The way they're discussing yeah, it. Right yeah, yeah. yeah, we've been sitting here um, trying to figure out why we didn't use him enough in certain situations. Why didn't he get more touches? because of the fact of how versatile he is. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys that you can move all the way around. He's, he's that chess piece we've been talking about. 
He is the chess piece on every matchup. And for him to be able to get to this next level at, uh, at this moment in his career where we're going to be able to see it, that's going to be the part that's going to be most frustrating. Everybody's going to be sitting here saying, what if? What if? What if we'd have given him the ball more? What if we'd have lined him out at the wide receiver position mm-hmm. a little bit more? What if we'd have let him return some punts or kickoffs every Tom once Herman's in a while? saying it right now. Exactly. What if I'd have given Bijan the ball more? We'd have won more games. I'd still, still be, be here. Texas. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Bijan, what ifs are they deep, man? Yep, they do. So run deep. I do know that, listen, running backs have the shortest career length on average in the NFL. 2.5 years on average. The average NFL career, 3.3 years. Uh, if you look at first round running backs, they have the lowest rate of fifth-year options being exercised or uh, their uh, signing extensions after, the, you know, obviously after their first contract is up. Only 38.5% of running backs get fifth-year options exercised or sign an extension. Right. Uh, the next lowest is edge rushers at 54%. So it's really low down there. From 2011 to 2019, 287 first-round running backs had fifth-year, uh, say, two, say 287 first-round picks, excuse me, had fifth-year options signed, uh, fifth-year options signed or signed in extensions with the team that drafted them. That's a 62% hit rate. DBs are the highest at 68% of their first-round picks being signed to an extension or fifth-year options being exercised. Only five of 13 running backs were extended or offered in that same sp- time span. Only five. Well, that's why I say um, when everybody sits there and says it's not the valuable position, it's like you, you may be right. You may be so right about that. But if you're not going to offer a guy that money anyway, let's win now. No, no, I agree. I think that's what I'm saying. He's yeah, a, I'm he, not talking he, about he, you. I'm no, talking no, about in that's general. That's why I think he should be a luxury pick for a team. Like yep. I think that's why for Philadelphia it doesn't make so much sense because for them they got two first-round picks. They have the luxury to do it. So if does you are the Texans. In, if you are in Atlanta, Detroit actually makes a lot of sense too because they're a top-five yep. offense. He could put them over the top. But they still have to deal with these, the consequences of these numbers that I'm giving you, right? Since 1980, uh, running backs have been drafted in the top ten 45 times. You know how many of them have won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them? This is my lifespan. I'm a 43-year-old man. Well, I would say, actually, I'm 42 going on 43. I would, say, I would say two. Three. Yeah. So you're really close. Yeah. So my point is that it, yeah. you see Pacheco with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. It doesn't make sense analytically. It doesn't make sense statistically. I get it. It doesn't make sense. But I, I, to, I told you guys this before. I, at one point, did not believe in marriage. I told my wife this when we were dating. I told, I told people on the air this. I don't believe in marriage. I think marriage is kind of a sham. We can debate that later. It's a 50-50 shot at working, so you can't try to convince me that, so oh, no, 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 it's all The success rates are really high depending on this. No, no, it's a 50-50 shot at working, all right? So good luck to all of y'all, and good luck to me too. But the point is, I told my wife, I said, I don't believe in marriage, but I believe in you. You're, you're the one. No. You're, you, I will break all the rules for you. You're the exception to that rule. That's Bijan. Yep. I don't believe in drafting running backs in the first round and drafting them high. Yep. But Bijan's the exception to the rule. I'd break, I'd break all my rules for Bijan like I did for my wife. As my boys would say, 100%. Right? 100%. She's listening now, too. Oh, I yeah. might get a text that Let she does not like that take. And Let I don't care. see what time it was. I was looking at what time it was. It's the truth. Yep. Damn it. yep. It's the truth. Yep. All right, yep. we come back. We got the 10 draft commandments for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll come back on the side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful down the horn. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. 
and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right, welcome back. Ball don't lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for Rod's round today. The 10 draft commandments for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really more like tendencies and trends more than commandments, but 10 commandments sounds a whole lot cooler uh, than yeah, trends and tendencies. There yeah, it is. Yeah, it get, does. And we get to use the B-I-G-B. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, B-I-G's 10 crack commandments. All right, so starting off, first of all, Cowboys fans, I know why y'all are. This is why my man Hard is over here as a Cowboys fans. He's actually taking shots at other <laughs> NFL fandoms, me included, and my man Mr. Carolina over here. That's right. Because Cowboys fans have become – unusually confident about the Cowboys record of 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 drafting in the first round because yep. actually what people don't know is the Cowboys are the best team at drafting in the first round in the NFL especially since Will McClay took over Will in McClay 2011 the yes the Cowboys basically look at it they have six all pros they've drafted since 2014. Correct. That does not include Tyler Smith, by the way, who Hearts didn't like, which was a home run pick for the Cowboys right last here, year. Last year. The Cowboys have – how about this? You go look at it. They're tied with the San Francisco 49ers for having the most all pros drafted since 2010. In the uh, first round. Amazing. In the first round. Talking about in the first round, um, yep. obviously. Because the 49ers have nine. They have nine. So they are great at drafting in the first round. Give it up for Will McClay. So Jerry Jones was right. Drafting is not their problem. It's probably more coaching than anything else. Uh, also, if you're looking at what the Cowboys like to do in the first round, they do like to draft best talent available. They've been doing it they for do a well long time. The best talent at, the, at that position, specifically. In 2011, they drafted the best offensive tackle in Tyron Smith. 2012, you brought this up earlier, Harge. Morris Claiborne, the best cornerback in the draft. Travis Frederick in 2013 was the best center. Zach Martin in 2014, the best guard. 2015, Byron Jones was the best defensive back overall, not specifically one position. Uh, in, in athletic. He, he was athletic it was, free. Yeah, he was athletic yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. 2016, it was Zeke, best running back in the draft. 2020, a lot of people thought C.D. Lamb was the best wide receiver in the draft. 2021, Micah Parsons, best linebacker in the draft. 2022, best guard in the draft. Any move to tackle, Tyler Smith. So they like getting the best at a position, specifically in the draft. And the Cowboys right now, they're not desperate for any position. All right, tonight going into the first round. It, they always tell you don't go to the grocery store hungry because you're going to end up buying way more food and stuff you don't need because you're just hungry and you're thinking about what you can eat. Everything looks delicious. That's how it is going into the draft desperate with multiple yep. positions of need. No, no, no. Cowboys don't need any damn thing. Wherever the, the, wherever the value falls, they can take advantage of it. So it's a great place to be if you're a Cowboys fan. Also, Cowboys, they love freaks. The NFL is full of freaks and geeks. Um, they like the freaks because you look at Spark standouts. Spark is a cumulative uh, basically a, a cumulative score based on the measurables, your 40, your vertical, all those different things. There's also a RAS score, which is a relative athletic score based on all of those different measurables and those different uh, thresholds that they track. The Cowboys in 2022, they signed seven of their nine draft picks rated 9.5 or higher in that RAS relative athletic score out of 10. 
So they love freaks. You talked about Byron Jones being a physical freak. Uh, they love those types of players. So that means something to look at, too, in the first round if there's just a freakish athlete that's dropping to the Cowboys at 26. Uh, also, round two, this is not for today because obviously just round one. Round two, the Cowboys love to take risks. They love to roll the dice. That's when Jerry Jones, he's always looking, I want me some glory hole. He's looking for, he's a riverboat gambler. That round two is where he likes to gamble. He likes to gamble on guys who have character issues, that have uh, the athletic profile, may see them as a freak. Maybe it's a, a, an injury or a small sample size. But if the Cowboys are going to take a risk, it's going to be in the second round. Guarantee you. 20, 2013, Sean Lee, ACL injury. 2011, Bruce Carter, ACL 2013, Gavin Escobar, bit of a project. 2014, Demarcus Lawrence, that was a good pick. 2015, Randy Gregory, that was a character uh, risk or a character uh, uh, kind of projection for the Cowboys, someone with character issues. We know how that worked out. Jalen Smith had the ACL injury. Trevon Diggs only played DB for three years, so a very small sample size, and they drafted him in the second round. And, oh, remember Kelvin Joseph character issues reportedly because he transferred from LSU and then he got benched when he was at Kentucky Cowboys still drafted him we see how that worked out they don't always work out don't always Jerry Jones he's the St. Jude of the NFL he loves the trap the troubled yet talented soul and the second round is where he likes to reach for those troubled yet talented souls also Cowboys don't really trade first round picks that often they just don't do it. Between 2007 and 2013, Cowboys traded up or down six of their seven first-round picks. They moved up in 08, 2010, 2012. They traded uh, their 2009 pick. They stayed put in 2011. But in the last six drafts, Dallas has pretty much stayed put. That was that Micah Parsons move they made, um, and that just made a lot of sense. They still picked up Micah Parsons but traded down in that draft. That's really the only thing they've done. So they don't trade up very often. If you're looking for the Cowboys to trade up to try to get a Bijan or another very talented player. Cowboys also don't like small school players. If you're not from a power five school or a group of five school, pretty really, Will McClay won't even look your direction. <laughs> he really don't. Yep. Uh, the Cowboys, how about this? Since Will McClay took over in 2013, the Cowboys have signed two, count them, two FCS or lower prospects since 2014. Every other player since then has been power five or a group of five player. So he wants guys that are battle-tested against high-level competition. Cowboys also love to meet their draft picks. They want to see you face-to-face. They want to talk to you. They want to get a chance to have a conversation, get to know the possible draft picks and the prospects. Remember, famously, the Texans signed Brock Osweiler without ever meeting him face-to-face. Yep. All right, that happens, and we know how that turned out. Not <laughs> good. The Brockopolis. <laughs> all right, so the uh, so Cowboys, remember, they uh, in last year, Sam Williams, Devin Harper, Deron Bland, uh, Marquise Bell were all visitors with the Cowboys in 22 in some form or fashion, and they were drafted. Um, in 2019, Tristan Hill, Tony Pollard, uh, Mike Weber were all visitors in 2019. From 2006 to 2018, every first-round pick except for Morris Claiborne had been brought in as a top 30 pre-draft visit. From, in 2015, six of the Cowboys' selections were all visitors with the Cowboys at one point, and whether it be the Texas local day or a top 30 day or whatever it may be. So they like to meet their draft picks. Also, um, and even in, in 2017, you go look at the list, mostly consisted of D linemen and secondary players and seven total D linemen and DBs 
were visitors to the Cowboys. 2018, Leighton Vanderess was a visitor. Michael Gallup had a workout. So you go look at that list of workouts and who the Cowboys brought in, it's a good chance a lot of their draft picks are on that list already. Uh, also, there's a difference in the themes every year for the Cowboys. They seem to, to get it get really uh, I don't know, enamored with one side of the ball, depending on what they need that year. Uh, you go look at it in 2020, four of the seven picks were on defense. 2019, five of the eight on defense. 2018, six of the nine on offense. 2017, seven of the nine on defense. So it may end up being a heavy offensive or defensive draft, depending on what the Cowboys get tunnel vision on. Um, Cowboys also, they need to draft a quarterback this year. Uh-huh. Cowboys are tied with the Kansas City Chiefs. At, oh, second back. With the Indianapolis Colts as a team with the second fewest quarterbacks drafted since 1999. So, and, and by the way, they're good at it when they do it. They drafted Dak Prescott. That's the starting quarterback. Drafted Mike White. He's a backup for the uh, Miami Dolphins right no, now. No, but he was with the Jets last year, remember? Yes. He came in and played. And that's with the Dolphins, Zach right? Zach Wilson, yes. Yeah, so they're good at it when they do it. They should do it more. They're probably the luckiest team in NFL history when it comes to quarterback, seeing as Tony Romo ended up being their franchise quarterback as an undrafted free agent. I believe only Warren Moon and Kurt Warner have accomplished that. Also, Real quick here, last one, Cowboys don't like small wide receivers. Uh, that for some reason, that's just something that they've, as a, as a franchise, if you go look at the wide receivers that they might end up drafting, they're going to draft guys who are at least above six foot. There have been uh, 14 wide receivers drafted in the last 15 years by the Cowboys, just four of them under 6'1", two of them under six foot. Uh-huh. And there are a lot of small wide receivers in this draft. Zay Flowers, 5'10". Josh Downs, 5'10". Tank Dale, 5'10". They're going to draft a wide receiver in this draft, but it's going to be a wide receiver with some height on them. All right, we come back. We'll wrap it up, put it in the oven, let you know what's on tap. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put the horn. Love this song right here, man. Kansas City's the thing. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049. My apologies. I lost my phone for a second. So <laughs> y'all didn't see the panic in my face on the I radio. Did. I did. Harsh, <laughs> I, I saw said, it. I was like, oh, I'm going to take over here, right? He's freaking out. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I thought I like, lost it for some reason. Anyway, found the phone. Uh, we're hanging out here at the Link location at Plucker, so come on out here if you're in the neighborhood. Hard's going to be hosting the draft day That's festivities right. come here, on out here. at this fun. location. Um, and I will be at the South Lamar location. My man Patrick will be at the West Campus location. Uh, so shout out to my man Patrick working hard with the new theme Thursday. Shout out to all the listeners that came by as well. Uh, and I will see everybody at the South Lamar location. Um, also, don't forget if you want to uh, make sure that go to your local area pluckers because there will be a horn personality at every Local area pluckers. My man uh, E. Hogan is going to be at the Oak Hill location. Zay Collier at the Lake Line location. Wag's going to be at the Round Rock location. As I just mentioned, I'll be at South Lamar. Harge is right here at the Link location. And Patrick Davis at the West Campus location. Sign up to be the commissioner if you correctly and accurately predict 
what that team uh, drafts in the NFL draft or who they'll draft, then everybody wins because they get specials until the next draft pick is made. That's right. Make sure you're doing your homework. It starts at 7. <laughs> Do your homework. We want to have fun. We want to win prizes, and we want to win drinks and food. Straight cash on me. Pick like it that. correctly. By the way, Texas baseball will be off tomorrow night. Got moved to Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Make sure you're listening all day tomorrow. Get all the information. All right. Uh, all right. We got to get out of here. Uh, but if you uh, want to tune in tomorrow, we'll be back full Monty with the crew. Same time, same place. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.